Brett, sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Look out, it's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a passport photo, and I love film. As Hippocrates once said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food and cinema be thy church and church be thy cinema. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Every week I invite a special guest over. I tell them they've died and I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most of them. Previous guests include Sharon Stone, Jamila Jamil, Barry Jenkins, Mark Frost, James Acaster and even Chad Clambles. But this week it is the incredible and brilliant and wonderful Sarah Niles. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein where you get an extra 15 to 20 minutes of chat, secrets, more questions with Sarah. You get the whole episode uncut, ad-free and as a video. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. To everyone who came to the Hackney Empire this weekend to see the live show, thank you for coming. It was so fucking fun. Phil loved it. I loved it. You guys were amazing. It was brilliant. Thank you very, very much. I'll do another one soon, hopefully. Uh, I hope some of you come back and people who weren't there, you come to that one. Oh, it was good. Well done, everyone. So, Sarah Niles. Sarah Niles plays Dr. Sharon Fieldstone in Ted Lasso, and I think we can all agree she is fucking phenomenal in that show. She's an amazing actor. She's so funny. She's so lovely to work with. She laughs all the time, and you don't see that because she's a very good actor. She doesn't do that on screen in this. Anyway, I've been desperate to get her on the podcast for ages. She's finally done it. We had such a lovely time. And I think you're going to love it. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 203 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by a rocker, a beautiful peopler, a may destroy you a catastrophe, a Ted Lassoer, a stage and screen goddess, and the greatest cyclist of her generation. Please welcome <laughs> to the show. It's one of the all-time greats. I can't believe I got her. Believe me, it took a while. Please welcome. <laughs> it's the brilliant. It's Sarah Niles. <laughs> I didn't expect that. Thank you very much, Brett. What an introduction. Hello, Hello. Sarah. What a pleasure to see you <laughs> and you <laughs> now this is a great honor that you're doing a podcast because I asked you to do this about two years ago and you said 
absolutely not. <laughs> he said, no way, <laughs> I won't do podcasts. And then our Lord and Saviour, Renee Brown, asked you to go on her podcast. And you went like that. No questions <laughs> asked. And I thought, yes, sure. Of course. Oh, of course. Yes. Well, it's Brene Brown. I do love you too, Brett. <laughs> Listen, I, I happily step aside for Brene Brown, but still, I, after that, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And here we are. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> here we are. I'm so happy to see you. Um, and you. Now, I first met you on Ted Lasso, season two. And what I love about you so much is you're a phenomenal actor, incredible actor, and very serious actor. So such a serious actor. And in real life, <laughs> you laugh all the time. And <laughs> I don't know how anyone, like, when you know you, it's like you're probably an even greater actor than people think because every time between takes, you're pissing yourself laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I think when I first when I first worked with Jason, I think he was a little bit confused. Mm. <laughs> I was like, what's she doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you're you're brilliant, as everyone knows. Tell me, were you scared to join a cast of people that had been working together closely previous? I wasn't until you said it. <laughs> were we scary? No, you weren't. You weren't scary. I think Come probably. Uh, I think it was until you said to me, "What was it like? <laughs> What's it like?" Oh, really? and I, I suddenly realised, like, you know, I'd just been going through the motions of it all, and I realised, like, oh my god, yeah. And then after that, the whole the whole afternoon, I was kind of like, uh, I'm like the new oh, kid no. at school. This is so weird. Oh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I put that in your head. Uh, <laughs> But there was so much love. There's so much love with everyone on Ted Lasso. It's just, it's really special. Yeah. Just make this a joy coming into work. Yeah. One of my favourite days filming was uh, the first day you were on a bike. And uh, we'd (laughs) we'd written the character to be like incredible on a bike, like a slick bike. Part of her thing was she gets shit done. She's on a bike. She fucking, (laughs) she builds a bike. She goes on the bike. (laughs) And it turned out you maybe perhaps hadn't ever been on a bike by the, by the looks of it yeah you sort of in the background of a shot just had to appear on the bike and you wobbled and you were, you wobbled into frame and you were laughing so much and I could just hear you just laughing in the background and then you said something to Jason like oh I'm maybe not that good on a bike and he said do you think Brett's good at football <laughs> Which is very encouraging, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just remember you. You were in. You were in like one of the trailers, or you were in the car. And I remember you and yeah. <laughs> you and Juno. Juno's so oh, her heart. Yeah. She's so encouraging. She's like, "You've got it. You've got it." It's <laughs> like, "Here, here." <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Fun. Good fun. <laughs> Tell oh, me dude. what you're in a film that I love very much. Rocks. What was that like? Oh to do it's it seems very improvised or is it is it as in it feels so real and what was that like to be part of it was such a joy to work on that because it was in some I mean they had two writers mm-hmm. but it was kind of improvised and they had you know these young kind of actors who'd never worked never done acting before but they'd done like drama workshops and they'd been together for some time 
they were just so lovely and natural. I mean, you could have written a story about every single one of those young girls. It was yeah. that good. And it was just a joy to be around that energy. And they were just fearless. They just wanted to play. I just was like, wow. I'd be thinking about position, light, what am I going to say? You know, what's, how am I going to improvise this around this? Yeah, it just kept you on your toes. It was, it was such a lovely, lovely film. It really yeah. is. That's and Bookie's way. just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. You do a lot of plays, right? I do. You do the plays. You do proper yeah, plays. Yeah, I do a lot of plays. I do proper plays. What's I do the, a lot of plays. What's the longest run of a play you've ever done? Some of them feel longer than they actually are. <laughs> I remember doing The Crucible and thinking, this is bloody long. It was like going on for four hours. It was going on for four hours and I was looking at the director. Yeah, that is long. She likes a lot of gritty stuff. And I was looking at her and go, she's going to cut it. At some point, she's going to cut it. <laughs> Just wow. like previews. Previews is like determined not to cut this. <laughs> Four hours. Four hours. I did a one woman show that was pretty bloody long to the point I started seeing. I was like, one point I'd forgot my lines and I was waiting for the character to come in, but I was playing the character. So it was like a split oh, second wow. when I was like, I was kind of going, what's happening? <laughs> and then the, I was like, shit, it's me. It's me. I'm supposed to be speaking. <laughs> I'm all the parts. Wow. What was the, what was that? What was the one woman show? It was called The Bogus Woman, written by Kay Adshead. It was a brilliant play. And it was about this woman that was seeking asylum in this country. And it was around the time of the Labour government, so early 90s. Like, And it was about her and how she falls through the cracks. It was a very heavy play. Through the cracks of the um, system. Bloody hell. Yeah. But then, do you know, that's how I got Theo as my agent. Theo came to see with Mike Lee. <laughs> oh, really? So, uh in at Jackson's Lane. Do you remember Jackson's Lane? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've done there, yeah. Yeah, so I had I had an audition with Mike Lee for a film, which was turned out to be Happy Go Lucky. And he was like, Well, I'm gonna come and see you. And it was like a mid-scale tour. We'd taken it to New York and Australia, and then we were like doing like this mid-scale tour. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna either come to Croydon, Croydon Library, <sighs> or Crawley. <laughs> I was like, Mike Lee comes to Crawley. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> then he came to Jackson's Lane. And he said to, I think he said to Theo, this is what he told me. He said, I told Theo, she better take you because you're going to get snapped up. I didn't get snapped up. Only person that came was Theo. <laughs> and, and, and Theo took me on. Yeah. Oh, wow. As, to, as a, uh, are you ever allowed to say, I've heard from someone, but I've never said it on the podcast. I don't even know. I always wonder if it's like secrecy or whatever. What you did for a Mike Lee audition, or are you not allowed to say? Is it secrets? I don't think you're allowed to say. Just like you just yeah. do, you just do. He just answers you to come in the room and do something, and then you just do something. Not you know, all above board. <laughs> it sounds so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, we're all sworn to secrecy. But it's all you clean. Just, it's all clean. You come in the yeah. room and he asks you to do something. We can't talk yeah, about. He it. steps out and then he steps in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. This is this is a this revelation. Is wrong, isn't it? Seems like it is, yeah. And when you did that one, Happy Go Lucky, from what I understand, you filmed for like six months or something, and then you don't know what what's being used and what's in the film. No, it was yeah, it was a very long process. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very long process. And when you saw the film, were you like, oh, that's what you were doing? Yeah, I was like, at least I made the film. <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, I'd heard all kinds of rumors how people get cut. Yeah. I was like, at least I made the film. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Madness. Long time. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Niles. Oh, fuck. Yes. I've forgotten to tell you something. Huh? Oh, Sarah. Oh, no. I I did write it down and oh. I was going to 
read it. Oh, fuck. Uh, I should have said it at the beginning, actually, but... Um, Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, you, you've you died. You're dead. Oh, no. Yeah, it's actually awful. Yeah, I'm going to miss you. How Aww. did you die? A slow, painful death. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> I choked at a party. <laughs> oh, wow. In front in front of lots point. of people. At a dinner loved party. Loved ones, yeah. Fuck, you know. You had a dinner party I with was loved laughing. Yeah. I like that. You died laughing, but very slowly and painfully. Yeah. Do you, know what, do you know what you were taking, though? Probably an olive. I'm never really into martinis, and I, I maybe had a... Oh, my God. How many of your loved ones were there? I mean, there was a few people I didn't care for, but probably right. my um, my old school friends, right. theatre buddies. And so you were taking it very slowly and painfully. People mm. tried to help, but or they, they just... They did. Right. They did try to help, but the, I think there was a lot of time where they were just deciding what to do there was a lot of confusion about what to do yeah and then i got tired of it i was like let me out right yeah just to be clear this is your decision uh your you get to choose how you die <laughs> i didn't know that i didn't know I no i mean that's me what you I die. no no that's what you chose uh, oh no it's a shame Could have done something listen, else. on the upside you were laughing on the downside it yeah. was slow and painful and no, no one helped you yeah. do you worry about death yes to you <laughs> Can we talk about it? I have a fear. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I have a fear. I don't. I don't think I fear it myself. I think I fear other people dying, and then you know, like loved ones, how they would feel hmm. if I died. It's more about that. And I thought, right. should I go and work somewhere where I'm just like face to face with death all the time? Yeah. In order to, you know, in order to yeah, overcome yeah, yeah. it. But <laughs> what do you think happens when you die? Is there a light? I think there's a light. Yeah. I have no bloody idea. I think this whole idea of it being there's a tunnel and there's a light and you see your loved ones. I'm not sure. I think I'd be in the waiting room for quite some time. <laughs> I think I'd be in like a waiting room waiting. <laughs> what, what's happening it. in the waiting room? There's like as in because there's a queue or because they're sort of making It's just judgments. you in the waiting room. It's just you in the waiting oh. room. Then they call your name and then you're off. And I'm like, what about the lights? Where's the angel? Where's the, the lessons of my life? Where's the book? So you th- it's just a waiting room, like a, like a doctor's, just like a sort of bland waiting yeah, room. Yeah, but the old fa- you know those old-fashioned doc. I don't know if you ever had those surgeries, the old-fashioned doctor's surgeries, where it looked like someone's living room. Yeah. Well, I yeah. went to one of those. It looked like okay. someone's living room, but it was actually a waiting room. <laughs> Instead of it being packed right. with patients, it's just you in the room, and it's grey. Are there, like, House and Garden magazine on the on the side, or are you just sat is there anything to yeah, read? Yeah, maybe there's magazines. Maybe there's magazines and you get onto, a, you know, a really good uh, magazine and you get distracted and it's your, and then your name comes up and it's time to go. That's what I reckon. When your name comes up, do they, does someone come out or is it just an announcement and you go through a door? Announcement. Right. Can you do some acting and do the voice that will announce it? What does it sound like? I think it would be like one of those automated ones. <laughs> be like, Sarah Niles. Not <laughs> Okay, yeah. and then you go through the door, and then what happens on yeah. the outside of the door? I don't know. It's probably, I don't know. It could be just black. And as you walk, right. little lights come up. <laughs> I don't know. Like sort of like a... think about it, Brett. Like a sort of dis- yeah, like, a look, disco dance floor. Yeah, or like, do you remember the, the cinemas when you used to have the little lights? It's a, little lights used yeah. to be there, and it used to be pitch black. Maybe something like yeah. that, but as you move, the lights go on. 
yeah. I like that. But then what's, because a lot of what's happening in your death is there's an awful lot of sort of journey. You know, you've been in the waiting yeah. room, now you're going and these lights are ahead of you. But what's at the end yeah. of this path? don't know. It's a bit like my life, really. It's been a journey. Yeah. I don't know what's at the end. Well, I'm going to bloody tell you. It's <gasps> heaven. It's heaven, baby. You've walked along these lighted panels and there's another door and you go in there and it is fucking great. It is filled with your favourite thing. What's your favourite thing? I love music. I love music. Oh. So there's got to be music in there. It's about time someone said music. We haven't, no one said that. This heaven is fucking great. There's music everywhere. The walls are made of vinyl records. The seats <gasps> are turntables. You can oh, yeah. get comfy. And everyone sings beautifully if you want them to. And there's even people with guitars who will only play when you want them to. And it's just beautiful. Everyone's so excited to oh, see wow. you. And they, everyone speaks in rhyme. It's, it's really lovely. <laughs> and uh, oh. everyone's just very excited to see you. And... They want to talk about your life. They're huge fans, but they want to talk about your life through the medium of film. And the first thing they ask you is, what's the first film you remember seeing? <laughs> the first film I remember seeing, my mum used to take us to the cinema, and so I think she took us to see The Black Hole. Do you know that film? <gasps> I do know The Black Hole. It's a Disney film. <laughs> yeah, I think she took, she took me to see that. But I, didn't understand, I didn't understand what was going on, apart from it was in the middle of like a black hole. It's like yeah. Odyssey, space. Um, but yeah, that was one, yeah. And I used to have this, um, oh, what do you call it? The Fisher-Price. Uh, mine was red and you'd get oh, those the little... viewfinder. Viewfinder. And I had yeah. one of the... Yeah, she bought me the one with the black hole and I'd be looking through. <laughs> the, the black hole, as far as I remember, yes. and I have seen it, it was a Disney film and yeah. they made it after Star Wars. It was meant to be like their version of Star Wars. But it's incredibly yeah. dark and it ends with them all going into a black hole and sort of floating off to yeah, death. Yeah. Mad. I've watched it again quite a few years back and I didn't I still didn't understand quite I was just bored, couldn't quite understand what was going yeah. on. But I remember watching that film. And like, oh, it's amazing and scary space. Yeah. <laughs> when you say we, we took us, how many of you went do you have Me and my sister. Did... Yeah, my mum was yeah. Yeah, really into sci fi. She took us to see Star Wars as well, but she was sci fi. Yeah. yeah. Is your sister older or younger? Older, older. And where was this? This was in Streatham. My brother was, he used to have the wallpaper. Oh, what? My brother had the wallpaper. For the black hole? My mum bought him the wallpaper for the black hole. He had it in his room. He had the best wallpaper. <laughs> you know those days when you got really good wallpaper? He yeah. had that. I think he had uh, Maximilian's, a Battlestar Galactica. I think he had on that. Really cool. What was your wallpaper? Flowers, floral, very floral. Mm. Pinks and magnolia. Right. Not as cool as a black hole, yeah. I suppose. No. What a dark film. Do you remember thinking, oh, I like the cinema, or were you just like, this is fucking scary? That was scary. I mean, I did love the cinema, because you, you used to go down, like I said, it was, it was pitch black, and you, you used to have somebody to come and check your tickets. Mm. You'd have someone to come and check your tickets, and you'd go down, and go, maybe with a torch, and they'd guide you to the seat, and you'd go down to the seat, um, and you'd sit down. <laughs> I love that. I miss that kind of magic where it's like dark and mysterious. Yeah. Someone's got a torch and you've got to, you've got to wait your turn. You're eager to get in the seat. You've got to wait your turn. And if you're late, the trailers are up yeah. and stuff like that. But um, You're right. It's more of an event. Yeah. What is the film that made you cry the most? Do you cry a lot, Sarah Niles? Yeah, I was always told I was a sensitive child. <laughs> yeah. I used to cry a lot at movies. Um, 
My daughter's the same. Um, she cried a lot of Jungle Book. Oh, bless. Uh, but the film that I watched that made me... Oh, do you know, there were so many. E.T. was one, but The Champ. Do you remember The Champ? Oh, the Champ. John Voight. Jesus Christ. Faye Dunaway. Yeah. And what right. was what was the kid's name? Oh, gosh. Isn't it uh, Ricky Strider? That's it. Yeah. 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 That film. Oh, ridiculous. When you look back at it now, it's just like, no. Was it with the yeah, fact, yeah, she was so. kind of like the mum was taking, going to take him away. And he wanted John Voight's character. He was like a, used to be a pro boxer, really successful boxer, but he turned to alcohol and gambling. And um, he was going to get his son taken away. And the only way <laughs> he was going to get custody is if he took another fight so he could provide for his son. And there's a whole scene where he's begging him, you know, wake up, wake up, wake up. You're the champ. Wake up. God, oh, God, what a horrible! It's awful, film. <laughs> slightly, slightly manipulative when you think about it. But it was very good it's acting. It's a, <laughs> a horrible film. I know, I know. Do you like crying? Yes, it's cathartic. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a cleansing. <laughs> yeah. it's, yes, like a it's cleansing. one of my hobbies. It's one of my hobbies. I think, I think I cry a lot more since I've had a kid. I think I cry a lot more. And yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. That really makes sense. It's a funny one because I feel like um, when I was younger, I found that really uncomfortable to cry. I, I just couldn't cope with crying of this this mm. poor boy losing his dad. I was just like, yeah. it's too much. But as I've got older, I'm kind of like, yeah, I understand it. I've been more understanding yeah. about that feeling. What about being scared? Oh. Do you like being scared? No, I do not. And the older I've got, the worse it. Yeah, the worse it's got. I mean, during COVID, I kept thinking I need to watch more horror movies. I really had this strong feeling to watch. Really? Like, horror movies but um no i don't like the i don't i've watched yeah some crazy they were crazy kind of films like uh doll dolls <laughs> things dolls. like dolls and yeah, yeah. did you, you ever see that movie yeah. <laughs> that's so wow. stupid and um yeah nightmare on elm street i remember watching that yeah but um no, what's the one that scared you the most oh blood, it's exorcist fair enough it's exorcist i remember i like my my brother and my mum and dad are getting ready to what they're going to go and watch it and they're like it's time for you to go to bed <laughs> so i pretended to go to bed but i watched through the crack of the door oh god <laughs> like a fool <laughs> yeah fool i was oh, oh my god. gosh i could not sleep after that Fucking yeah the hell. whole the whole religion and the fusion of religion and sex and <laughs> yeah possession was like what it's yeah. nasty that film it's it really is, awful. Yeah, yeah, it is really. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I understood it when I was little because I did watch it when I was little and I thought it was sort of boring. I didn't get it. And then I watched it a couple of years ago and I was like, fucking hell, this is so yeah, dark. Yeah. It's so dark. It's when she turns her head around and, oh, my God. Yeah. And she's like, this, this, your mother's like, and she talks like that. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh I want to cast God. you. I want to cast you in the reboot. We've got to do a reboot. Oh, please! That'd be great. That'd be That'd so be good, wouldn't it? That's a good idea. Well, that's a genius idea. <laughs> What's the film that people don't like? It is not Chrissy the acclaimed, but you love it unconditionally. It was hard to decide on this one. There's so many, but there's one. I'm not sure that I think people do love this film. It's Scrooged. I love Bill Murray. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, love, love Bill Murray. And yeah, some of the um, effects were questionable, like the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
But I, I love that film. I, lo- I, I kind of religiously watch it, if I can, nearly every Christmas. And it's got one of my favourite actresses in it, Alfre Woodard. I just love her. Uh, she's yeah, brilliant. She's great. She's so good. Um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of that film is improvised. I just, I just think it's so funny. Uh, yeah, I wonder <laughs> if it oh, is. Uh, that's a nice... You can have that. That's a great answer. I can have that one. You can have yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure there's, there's far worse films. That like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the other uh, hand, what's a film that you used to love but you've watched it recently and you've gone, oh, no, I don't like this anymore. Well, that would definitely be Ghost. I can't bear that. <laughs> Why? I haven't watched it in years. What, what's wrong with Ghost? I haven't watched it in years, I think. I think if I watched it again, I'd probably be a bit more forgiving. But it was, I think I was caught up in the romance. Yeah. <laughs> chick's crazy. I'm thinking, oh, this is so sexy, so romantic. And then you think about it, it's like, what? Yeah. I mean, this was this was a hard one. I had, I had, I had Ghost and I had Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I still love, but it's... Probably not appropriate. Breakfast Mickey Rooney. Breakfast Tiffany's has quite a huge problem in it that is extraordinary when you watch it. It's it mind blowing. It's mind blowing the problem in Breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> like, it's not like if you said to someone, What's Breakfast at Tiffany's? It's a classic. There, there's something a bit off in it. See if you can spot it. <laughs> and then. That's pretty bad. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, you mean that? <laughs> <laughs> it's really outrageous. It's wild. It really is. Yeah, it's quite a big part of the film. <laughs> you can't pretend that it's not there. Yeah, and it goes on and on. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible that it was okay at the time. Yeah, I it's, don't understand that. It's mad. But yeah, the rest of the film, lovely, sure. Sure. <laughs> she looks great. <laughs> she looks great. Cats, the cats, not, I love the song. Love the song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Beautiful. yeah. Beautiful. What yeah. about the film... That means the most to you. Not necessarily the film itself is any good, but the experience ah. you had around seeing the film will always make it special to you, Sarah Niles. That would be um, Imitation of Life. Have you seen this movie? This is Douglas Sirk film? Yes. 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 Talk, talk to me. Okay, I watched this. It was, you know, in the days when you'd sit with nothing to do on a weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mostly a Saturday um, and they they would show the movies on TV and I remember my mum talking about it. it was one of the first films she saw in Barbados with her dad and I was like wow it's that old and then um, I remember watching it and I remember my mum just in tears she was in, in tears and then I've watched it again and again over a number of years I love that film so much it's just such a struggle that film and I think about those two brothers and particularly is it Juanita the the, the mother and her raising like kind of a mixed race child at, in those times and the, and her yeah. totally rejecting the mum and then it's too late by the time she turns around and wanna, you know wants to run to her she's dying and then you've got Mahalia Jackson singing oh my gosh what a song mm. Yeah, I love that film. I just remember seeing my mum crying so much. And I was just oh, like, no. is she going to recover <laughs> from that film? Yeah. It's really odd when you're a child and you see your parent cry. Yeah. Like, good title, Imitation of Life. It is. Deep. Really good performances. Do you like the uh, Far From Heaven? You've seen that with Todd Haynes uh, with Julianne Moore. And it's kind of, um, yeah, it's like a Douglas Sirk homage. Yeah. I believe. I wonder if oh, you'd enjoy that. It. Yeah. I think I would. I love Julian Moore. Talk oh, she's the best. She's bloody gorgeous. She really is. I'm going to write it down. 
She's pro- when I saw her, like, I've seen, seen her in so much stuff. But when I saw her in Big Lebowski, I was like, yeah, mm. <laughs> she could be one of my girl crushes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, she's great. What about the film you most relate to? What's the film you most relate to? I watched this film a while back, and that was Pressure, Horace Ove. And it was set in London and it was like this young boy trying to like born in England and he's trying to can't work out <laughs> being British and his family's from the Caribbean. And mm-hmm. it was about, yeah, him just trying to and get a job. And that was one film that I really related to. This is really hard because I'm, I'm terrible at making decisions. And <laughs> it was that one. And then I saw um, Lulu Wang's The Farewell. And I thought oh my That's God, like, I that could that. be my... That could be my family. It's just, really? and the secrets. Yeah. The kind of, I just loved it. I just, it just somehow resonated to me that, you know, the cooking of food and preparing of food to keeping the secrets from the grandmother and just trying to, but it's bloody funny. I think it's something about the immigrant. I think that's what it, yeah, as well. Is your family, would your family keep a secret from the grandma, like the secret in the farewell? I think definitely. I mean, my really? grandparents are no longer around, but I think I think not not as extreme as that. But I think they would keep they all keep secrets. <laughs> the old you start to, you know these little little gems start coming out as they get older. They all keep secrets. Really? Their families how they keep together and hide things. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I I yeah. haven't I haven't heard their secrets. But I always feel like like particularly I can only really speak from a Caribbean perspective. Like my family, I feel like. Particularly mums, mothers, I think they should have, they missed a trick when they invited people to come over and, and work on the buses in the hospitals. They should have got them to work for um, Secret Number Intelligence. <laughs> You're so, that's fucking great. I'm telling you, they missed a trick. I, I want to make that film even more than I want to reboot <laughs> The Exorcist with you as Regan. That's a great idea. They missed a bloody trick, I'm telling you. I've talked to lots of my friends who, you know, their parents or grandmothers or something, especially like with Alzheimer's and stuff like that. Some of them, even with that, they'll hold those secrets to the grave, man. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. You think they're going to leak certain things out? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will. <laughs> they're impenetrable. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What is, here we go, Sarah Niles. I'm sorry to do this to you. What's the sexiest film you've ever seen? Oh my God. See, this is this was hard because I like. <laughs> I was thinking, what sexy film? I was, th- I was thinking of like, I was like, oh, Moonlight's really sexy. No, it's not. It's a tender film. It's a love story. And I was like, the only one, the one I could remember that was making me like kind of uncomfortable when I watched it was She's Gotta Have It. Spike Lee, oh, She's yeah, Gotta yeah, Have yeah, It. Yeah. The, the film. That's I remember a sexy going, film for sure. yeah, I mean, yeah, but you know, no, I thought I'd. I remember that one's being sexy, but for me, uncomfortably, because I was quite young at the time, going, this is too raunchy. She's with this person and that person and this person. <laughs> I remember, I, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Definitely. She was gorgeous. Yeah. 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 And she just, I think for me, like she had so much agency over her sexuality that kind of freaked me out. <laughs> at the time. At the time. Yes, sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. What, um... <laughs> There's a subcategory to this question. Troubling boners, worrying wide-ons. What's a film oh you found arousing that you weren't sure you should? Again, I was young. I know someone else has mentioned this film, but not for this reason. It's got God. to be Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Howard the Duck. That 
is a perfect answer as long as you mean the <laughs> duck. Talking about animals at the time. I mean the duck. Mm. I mean the duck. That was kind of yeah. <laughs> What's extraordinary about that I, is it's not that that you were attracted to a duck. It's that Howard's a bit of a dickhead. I think it says more about the. <laughs> That's the troubling bit. It's like, I don't mind that he's a duck. It's just Howard's not, you know, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? Howard the duck I was dick. young and foolish. He, he had... <laughs> he was a bad duck. He had something duck. about him. And yeah, he was a bad duck. He had something about him. And she found, she was kind of like, oh, and it's all, it was when he started quivering in his tail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so, that's, that's, that's too revealing. I love, <laughs> I love you for answering that properly. So few people do. I also think you saying we had something about him for Howard the Duck. It's he has something about wonderful. him, especially when they're singing that song at the yeah, end. No, you know, Howard the Duck. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, he was kind of yeah. Yeah, he had something yeah. about him, didn't he? <laughs> he had a way. You thought, yeah, yeah, yeah he's trouble. <laughs> I don't mind it. <laughs> I think we should quickly pass. What is the? What is objectively? Objectively. The greatest film of all time. I'm going to say, I mean, there's lies, but uh, I want to say, <laughs> don't judge me, but I, lo- I love this film so much. It's stir crazy. Anything with Gene Wilder oh, yeah. and <laughs> anything with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Oh my gosh, that combination. It's like, <laughs> it's just, it just makes me feel good. So <laughs> that's a great film. What a magic, magic combo they were. Oh man. Yeah. I'm sure there's some things in there that are totally inappropriate for our yeah. time, but yeah, yeah I'm almost definitely sure it yeah. is funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about what's the film you could or have watched the most over and over again? The producers. There's a there's a Mel Brooks connection. The producers. Wow. Yeah, I love that film. I had I remember one point when I was like like having depression, I would play the opening of the film right up to where Gene Wilder comes in and his baby blue blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that on repeat and then I'd go off on my day. I just uh, yeah, love that film. Absolutely love it. Zero Mostel, genius. Yeah. Genius. Yeah. Do you yeah. love the musical? Did you see the musical? I didn't see the musical. <laughs> I just felt like I was kind of a bit purist about it. And I wish I had seen it, actually. It's really funny. I think it, I think you'd have been all right with it because Mel Brooks had written it. It wasn't yeah. like, it wasn't like a yeah, cheeky. Yeah, it's true. It's very yeah. funny. Yeah, but I think after watching it on repeat, I was a bit obsessed with Gene Wilder. I was just like... <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's so... Uh, yeah. Was he a crush of yours? Probably, yeah. yeah. Oddball. Yeah, probably a crush of mine. <laughs> Something about him. It was something about it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I loved, yeah, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. I loved him in that. And I could tell he slightly hated the children. But <laughs> Oh, yeah? Just brilliant. Just the imagination. He's just, mm. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. He's a bit of magic. <laughs> yeah. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Yes. I don't like being negative, Sarah Niles. But we have to briefly. What's the worst film you ever saw? Do you know, I'd put any of those bad kung fu mo- movies like with Steven Seagal. I hate them. My mum loves them. Cannot stand them. But I was going to say, I it's kind of like a, I still have a love-hate relationship with it. It's probably Gremlins too. <laughs> How dare you? I know, I know. But I love it. Do you know what? I, I was in a comic shop, you know, and, these, and they had the kind of like these sized versions of the little Gremlins. Wicked. In lovely little boxes. And I thought, yeah, when I've got more money than cents, I'm going to buy a lot of those. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely love them. But yeah, it's Gremlins because I love Gremlins 1. And I'd have to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm team Gremlins 2 might be better. Do you think so? I love Gremlins 2. Oh, dear. Funny. Brett. It's funny. It's wild. It's got a musical sequence where they sing New York, New York. It's got they a do. lady Gremlin. It's got the a lady clever Gremlin. It's got a back yeah. gremlin. Yeah. It's got a, a satire on Trump long before he was He a was, thing. yeah. It's got oh Lex Luthor's dad in it. It's fucking That's brilliant. That's true. Yeah, I should have gone with Steven Seagal. Yeah. Oh, well. I'm really mad at you. Oh, but that's dear, okay. It's not, that's okay. But I am angry at you. No, you know what? <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. You're disappointed. I've let you down. That's yeah. even worse. I'd rather you be angry. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to watch it again and then... Um... Have a think. Have Message a think about you. what you've done today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think about um, what you've said. Yeah. What is? Okay. You're you're in comedy. You're very funny. What's the film that made you laugh the most? Oh my gosh! I've said producers. I've said. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what? One I actually re- <laughs> no. I can't keep. I can't keep. Do you know what? I really loved um, the Big Lebowski. <laughs> loved it yeah. it's got one of my favorites john Turturro. i absolutely love him <laughs> um yeah. he's definitely one of my crushes um yeah he's got yeah 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 bridges man he, the dude yeah. he's just so cool <laughs> there's just so much there's so much in that film that i absolutely love i find myself going around my wife my wife has ample allowance <laughs> relaying pieces from the <laughs> film but it is it is so and john goodman is brilliant 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 it's, it's so, so funny good. i've watched it so many times yeah another one 
Sarah Niles, you've been yes. absolutely wonderful, as expected. However, oh, bless you. when you were given the choice of how to die, you, were, you decided on a dinner party, you were having a dinner party, and you were surrounded by loved mm. ones, but also quite a few people you didn't want there as well. Basically, it was kind of a nightmare dinner party, yeah. and you um, were handed a cosmopolitan, I believe, and it had an olive in it. Is that right? A cosmopolitan? Is that what has some olives in is that, is that the one that has the olive? Is it martini? It was a martini. It was a martini. Down. And yeah. uh, you said, cheers. And you downed it. And the olive went straight into your throat and got caught. And you were laughing. Mm. And you started laughing, but you then started choking. And people were like, is she laughing or is she choking? And all your friends had like a meeting about it. They, joined, they all met around the other side. You were just choking slowly, very painfully and very yeah. slowly choking to death. And all your friends went around the other end of the table and they had a little meeting. Do you think she's still laughing or do you think she's choking? And one of them said, should we try and help yeah. her? And then the other one said, do you know the Heimlich manoeuvre? And it's like, some, one of them said, well, I've seen it in a film, but I don't know how easy it is in real life. So then they tried to Google it. One, They couldn't get the Wi-Fi pass. Who's got the Wi-Fi? Meanwhile, you're still on the other side of the table, very slowly and painfully choking. And then one of them goes, sorry, could you get the... Do you have like the modem for your Wi-Fi? Because it's quite. And they go and the, oh my God. And the person goes, "Oh God, it's it's a really complicated Wi-Fi. It's actually like loads of capital letters and some small letters and numbers and symbols." Go and get John. Go and get the actual box. Take a picture of it on your phone and bring it in here, and then we can put oh the Wi-Fi my in. God. Meanwhile, you're still very slowly, painfully checking. All your friends. This is dark and cruel. All your friends. Dark and, and they, cruel. They take it, comes back to Wi Fi, reads it out to, to one of your friends. It's like, dub, capital W, little W, <laughs> <laughs> little I, seven, no. six, capital N. And, she, and the person goes, oh shit, I'm sorry, can we start again? Goes, yep, W, capital, you're still choking slightly, <laughs> roughly. So, capital W, big W, and a little, I, I'm so sorry. I think I'm nervous. Can you start again? Just very slowly. So it's a capital W. And they finally get the Wi-Fi password. And then they're like, how do you spell Heimlich? How do you spell? Because I, I put in Heimlich. <laughs> so and it's just a video of Heim performing and someone like licking a microphone. Meanwhile, you're very slowly, painfully choking to death. All your, <laughs> and all your friends. Anyway, one of them goes, oh, yeah, I like that band. Heim. Yeah, no, not Heim. It's Heimlich. Heimlich maneuver. Anyway, you then collapse to the floor they still go oh god what do we do well just uh, can, i still need the password and then um one of them says oh i think i think maybe she's dead and uh they go oh wow. shit i'm walking past with a coffin i knock on the window i go you're you having a dinner party i hate dinner parties and they go yeah this one's been quite bad actually and they go uh why and they go i think uh, while we were trying to fit a Wi-Fi password and Sarah died from choking on olive. And I was like, well, that's awful. So I come in, I try and pack you into the uh, coffin, but because of all the air you'd taken in as you were swallowing the martini, you've actually like puffed up quite a lot and your body is now <laughs> much bigger than it normally is. And so that isn't the right size for the coffin. So then I have to get your friends and the guy, bring some knives and stuff. We have to chop you up. Chop you out. Everyone's oh my! Everyone's goodness. joining in, chopping, chopping you up, chopping you out. It's quite a bonding exercise for everyone in a way. And then we, everyone puts all, all your bits in the coffin. And the coffin is absolutely rammed. <laughs> and just to reiterate, this was your choice. The coffin is absolutely rammed, and and uh, there's only enough room in this coffin. <laughs> <laughs> only enough room in this coffin. By the way, when we chopped you up, you know what happened? An olive popped, no. popped out. Just popped out. <laughs> Hit someone in the forehead. 
Anyway, pop you. Is there enough room in this coffin for me to slip one DVD into the side? And you can take that to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. What film are you taking to oh, show gosh. the people of heaven when you get out of that waiting room, you go along the lit, lit pathway, and it's your movie night? What film, Sarah Niles? I'm going to go for the film. I don't feel at home anymore. Ooh. Do you know that one? I absolutely... I might get bored after a few... <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Melanie. Melanie Linsky, she is brilliant. I love the film. So uh, I think I would. Yeah. I don't feel at home anymore. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we love that film. <laughs> so your your film that you're presenting to the people of heaven who are listening to music all the time is I don't feel at home anymore. And they're going to say to you. In this world anymore. You are home now. You're home. Oh. Sarah Niles. Yeah. God bless you. Brett Goldstein. Is there, is there anything you would like to tell people to listen for, look out for, watch, uh, go to, study uh, with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ted Lasso season three, I suppose, when that comes. Of course, of course. I thought you were going to say that, so I didn't Oh, say no. Anything. Is there anything else? Are there plays? Uh, uh, no plays. I've got a little thing. I don't know when it's coming out called The Toxic Avenger, which I'm Ooh. very... Very, very. <laughs> That's cool. And you, yeah, and you might spot another lady from <gasps> Ted Lasso in it. Well, you definitely spot. Who? She give you. She runs a pub. <gasps> May. May. No shit. <laughs> what are you? Oh, well, yeah. we've all got to watch that then. Um, yeah. Okay. Sarah Naz, you're a delight. Yes. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you doing this. I know you didn't want to do it. I know I forced Thank you to you. see this. So I'm really grateful that you did. Bit shy. Bit shy. You, were, you were brilliant. Why would you ever be? Aww. Why would you ever worry? Um, thank you. I thank will stop you. the recording and good day to you. Okay. Good day to you. So that was episode 203. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra chat sequence and videos with Sarah Niles. Thank you to Sarah for doing the show. Thanks to Scroobius Pip, the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAST for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come and join me next week for another absolute classic. I hope you're all well. So that is it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely week and please be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.